Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Acts chapter 20. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would be the right example to other people in our lives, that we would take the good examples we see in your scriptures, and that we would live our lives the right way so that others can see us and look to you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Acts chapter 20. Now after the turmoil had ceased, Paul summoned the disciples, and after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed to travel to Macedonia. And after he had gone through these regions and encouraged them at length, he came to Greece and stayed three months. Because a plot was made against him by the Jews as he was about to set sail for Syria, he came to a decision to return through Macedonia. And Sopater, the son of Pyrrhus from Berea, and Aristarchus and Secundus from Thessalonica, and Gaius from Derbe, and Timothy, and Tychicus and Trophimus from Asia, were accompanying him. And these had gone on ahead and were waiting for us in Troas. And we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and came to them at Troas within five days, where we stayed seven days. And on the first day of the week, when we had assembled to break bread, Paul began conversing with them because he was going to leave on the next day, and he extended his message until midnight. Now, there were quite a few lamps in the upstairs room where we were gathered, and a certain young man named Eutychus, who was sitting in the window, was sinking into a deep sleep while Paul was conversing at length. Being overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was picked up dead. But Paul went down and threw himself on him and, putting his arms around him, said, Do not be distressed, for his life is in him. So he went up and broke bread. And when he had eaten and talked for a long time until dawn, then he departed. And they led the youth away alive and were greatly comforted. But we went on ahead to the ship and put out to sea for Asos, intending to take Paul on board there. For having made arrangements in this way, he himself was intending to travel by land. And when he met us at Asos, we took him on board and went to Mytilene. And we sailed from there on the next day and arrived opposite Chios. And on the next day we approached Samos. And on the following day we came to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he would not be having to spend time in Asia. For he was hurrying, if it could be possible, for him to be in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. And from Miletus he sent word to Ephesus and summoned the elders of the church. And when they came to him, he said to them, You know from the first day on which I set foot in Asia how I was the whole time with you, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears, and with the trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from proclaiming to you anything that would be profitable, and from teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks with respect to repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, behold, Bound by the Spirit, I am traveling to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in town after town, saying that bonds and persecutions await me. But I consider my life as worth nothing to myself in order to finish my mission and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that all of you among whom I went about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face no more. Therefore I testify to you on this very day that I am guiltless of the blood of all of you. 
for I did not shrink from proclaiming to you the whole purpose of God. Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers to shepherd the church of God which he obtained through the blood of his own Son. I know that after my departure fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among you yourselves men will arise, speaking perversions of the truth, in order to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be on the alert, remembering that night and day for three years I did not stop warning each one of you with tears. And now I entrust you to God and to the message of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have desired no one's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands serve to meet my needs and the needs of those who are with me. I have showed you with respect to all things that by working hard in this way, it is necessary to help those who are in need and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he fell to his knees and prayed with them all. And there was considerable weeping by all and hugging Paul. They kissed him, especially distressed at the statement that he had said that they were going to see his face no more. And they accompanied him to the ship. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. After Paul spent more than two years in Ephesus, he travels through Macedonia and Greece. Luke doesn't tell us here, but we understand from Paul's letters that he was collecting money to take to the church in Jerusalem to help them care for the poor believers. Paul doesn't carry the money himself, but has people from each of the areas donating carry the money. This way, there is no possible concern that Paul might be skimming off some of the money. Paul was intending to sail directly from Greece toward Jerusalem, but he found out that there was a plot against him and instead went back through Macedonia on his way to Jerusalem. Macedonia is the opposite direction, but I think God was making use of the wicked plot to accomplish good. Because, apparently, Luke joins Paul in Macedonia, because in verse 5 he uses the word us again. The last time Luke used the words we or us was in Macedonia in Philippi, on Paul's second missionary journey. Now Luke joins Paul at the end of his third trip, and it is still in the same area where we last left Luke. We have no idea if Luke had stayed in Macedonia for several years or if he had just happened to be there again at the same time Paul was traveling through. In any event, Luke will go with Paul for the rest of the book of Acts, and it may be that during this time Luke wrote the books of Luke and Acts. They leave Philippi and go to Troas, meet up with the rest of the party. Paul preached a long sermon in Troas, and a boy fell asleep in a window during the sermon and fell to his death below. But Paul went down and raised the boy from the dead. Then it says they broke bread, which likely means they had communion or the Lord's Supper in memory of Jesus. Breaking bread was a common term for eating, but in the context of the Christians, it is likely to mean the meal that Jesus specified to take in his memory. Then Paul spoke until morning, and they departed. Luke gives us details about the voyage that we don't get when Luke isn't with Paul. They stop a little south of Ephesus, and Paul sends for the elders in Ephesus to meet him. It says he was hurrying. Perhaps Paul felt it would have taken too much time to speak to the whole church, or maybe he was concerned that there would be unbelievers causing trouble that would slow him down if he went to Ephesus itself. The rest of this chapter is the speech that Paul made to the Ephesian elders. It's very emotional. Paul really cared for these people and the church there. 
He had spent three years working to build it up and working with these people. Paul uses his own example to tell these elders the way that they should live their lives to continue the work. He says the whole time he was serving the Lord with all humility and with tears. He tells them he doesn't think he will see them again on this earth because he is getting messages from the Holy Spirit that he's going to be bound soon, meaning put in prison. He tells them that there will be hard times and attacks against the church, even from the inside, so they need to be alert for these things. Paul says that in addition to the preaching work, he was also doing physical work to meet the needs of himself and other preachers. He doesn't specifically say that they need to both preach and work a job at the same time, but he does put his example out there for them. Then they have an emotional goodbye with considerable weeping by all, and Paul got on the ship and continued toward Jerusalem. And now for a deeper dive. Paul spent three years working closely with these people, and then he's able to point to his own example to tell them how they should continue. After three years, people have a chance to get to know you a bit. So if Paul was faking it, people would probably figure it out by this point. Paul gives us other information about himself in some of his letters. For example, in 2 Corinthians 11, Paul lists the dangers and persecutions he has been through. For example, verse 24, Five times I received at the hands of the Jews forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked. A day and a night I have spent in the deep water. Paul was the real deal. Can we say that about ourselves? Are we showing by our daily actions what we say? If other people follow our example, will they be bringing glory to God? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.